Café Sofé is an unscripted, interviewed-style podcast featuring a member of the LGBT plus community every single week. Café Sofé is recorded under COVID-19 restriction, which I only mention because I know the home decor of everyone I interview. I'd like to think comedy is like a box of chocolates, except I have an allergy to dairy. Hello, welcome to Cafe Sophie. I'll be your barista, Sophie Sophie's. Uh, what can I get you? Um, I don't really know. Look at the menu. Can I try a tall caramel frappuccino with a splash of coffee in it? Just a splash. I'm driving. You're driving, I see. So, a tall caramel frappuccino with a splash of coffee um, with a bottle of gin on the side because you're driving, yeah? Yes, correct. I'm, glad, I'm glad we understand each other. Wonderful. I, I sense a Scottish accent there, so I just assume you're an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> can I get your name for the cup? Yes, um, so I'll give you my Sunday name. It's Salma Nella. Cool. Sal Mellon. Got it. Close enough, yeah. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> so what are you up to today, Sal Mellon? So, um, not a lot, really. Just doing some stuff around the house. Um you know, changed my bed sheets earlier, that was very exciting, that made me feel very um, mature and, you know, adulty. Um, and then I thought I'd really po- push the boat out and have some chicken nuggets for dinner, you know, because I am a trained Michelin star chef. Um, so that was nice. Mm. How's your day been? You know, no one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> I used to, I, you probably hear this a lot, but I used to work in a coffee shop myself, I know what this is like. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about me. Um, so your coffee's going to take a while, but in the meantime, do you want to play um, a little game? Sure, I love games. Don't worry, it's not sexual. Although I guess oh, that's it can good. Be. As long as <laughs> depends what game. I mean, Monopoly can get quite intense. You know, I prefer something a bit easier like Jenga or. Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah, sure. I've got my hammer in my bag. That's fine. Alright. Uh, so this game is called Espresso Yourself. I'll basically ask you um, intrusive and personal questions about yourself and your life, and you can answer them. Excellent. Is that included in the coffee price? Mm, almost certainly. It greatly reduces it just to avoid being sued. Fair. That's fair. I'm from Kilmarnock, so I like to keep the, the bill small, you know? You know what? From the chicken nuggets, I could tell. <laughs> yes. Gourmet chicken nuggets. What are the questions you're going to ask me? Well, can I start off? Um, what are your pronouns? I use any pronouns to be honest. He, she, they. Um, you know, when I'm out of drag, I prefer to go towards the he slash they kind of side of things. But when I'm in drag, I kind of would prefer, you know, she or they. I am a drag queen, you should not know. Yeah, I could tell. So can I just call you Egypt for sure? Egypt? Yeah, that's fine. Um, my mum's my personal pronoun for me is Hull. Get over here. You know, that's. She likes to use that, so. Makes sense to me. So, do you have a good relationship with your mother? I do. Yeah, she's um, she's basically me, but you know, considerably older and um, blonde. You know? Wait, you can get older? I can. Yeah. Um, would you believe I'm actually forty-seven? Um, 
you know, um, a good doctor I go to. So I wouldn't say good. Yeah, he's he's two days away from retirement, bless him. But we'll get there. <laughs> My mum. Um, I didn't think it would be possible for anyone to be more of an alcoholic than me, but she she manages that quite nicely. <laughs> Wonderful. So you would say she takes the cake, and that cake is a rum cake. Yes, dark rum. <laughs> So you mentioned that you're a drag queen, and um, what kind of drag do you do? Um, so I'm probably best known in Glasgow for my stand-up comedy. Um, I was that I was that girl who did like your Demi Lovato lip syncs and stuff, and I still am to an extent, um, to no one's pleasure. But I, yeah, I'm known for my comedy. I host a show um, called Infectious, which is on monthly when we're in venues every other month or when I can be Australian in the digital age. Um, I'm quite known for my quick wit on the microphone and my refusal to wear like any high-heeled shoes on the stage, I think. I'm not really known for that in a good way. People tend to look at that with contempt and um, disappointment, but I love it. So. <laughs> so if you were to sum up your drag in two words, those would be quick and flat? Yes, although the jokes are not. They are thought out and not flat. I promise they're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thought out and lengthy. Just like how I like... No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> also, just like how I like... Oh, man, but oh. <laughs> well, them to be flat and quick. <laughs> yes. I, I like um, two-dimensional men. In particular. Mm-hmm. You know, I like my <laughs> men like I like my coffee. Pass them over to other people. <laughs> Low and dairy, yes. <laughs> So, what is something you're proud of in drag? In drag? Um, I think... I mean, there's there's just so many great things I've done. Um, no, but... Um, oh, list them. I'm, I'm pre- list them, list, now. List them. <laughs> list them, okay. Um, I'm quite pr- I'm proud of my show. I'm proud of Infectious. I'm proud of the how I've been able to sort of naturally create a platform for... You know, not only, like, seasoned veterans in this in the scene, but also sort of like the disenfranchised and the sort of the unsure of themselves performers that are kind of coming up through the ranks. Um, I'm proud of like how diverse the lineup tends to be. I'm proud of the fact that like six months into the show's sort of life, if you want to call it, um, the show's run that we were able to do like, a competition. Um, we did the the Royal Rumble last, actually it was about, about a year ago, in January. Um, and for that to have such a diverse lineup of contestants and to have for it to have so much interest from the scene, I was really proud when I got nominated for the Comedy Award at the Glasgow Drag Awards last year. I thought that was like a big. It was a huge shock to. I mean, I only killed over when CG read out my name on that live stream, but I was kind of proud of that because I was like, for for a while in drag, I kind of felt like I wasn't really connecting with people, and I felt like I wasn't like, um, sort of living up to the standard that I think I wanted to and that other people wanted to so to get something like that to be considered in the top five comedy performers in this scene according to a vote you know it was pretty pretty special for me and I'm proud that I've been able to like remain authentically myself throughout the time as well I think sometimes success can go to people's heads um, and sometimes you can change too much for the art form but I'm glad that I'm still is equally disgusting as what it was four years ago when I started. <laughs> There's another good two words to describe you. Equally disgusting. 
equally disgusting. <laughs> exactly. But it is good to, you know, receive recognition for your accomplishments. I've been trying to get employee of the month for about three and a half years and get nipped to the post every time by the pill. Well, do you know something? They're missing a trick. I mean, Tanisha down by the till there, she's been on her phone for the last 15 minutes. I think they need to let her go. They just can't oh. get staff these days. Yeah, that's not a person. That's um, just a full body sculpture we have. Oh, so He's made a paper mache. I, I would still terminate her at the first possible notice. You know, capitalism is hard and it can affect people, so she needs to receive the full experience. You know, she does get paid more than me despite the fact she's made up paper mache, so I do agree with you. So you mentioned um, Royal Rumble uh, briefly. What was that? So that was a. Uh... It was a competition we did. It was a it was a one time thing. You know, you get a lot of like weekly competitions and monthly competitions in the scene, but this was like a one off thing. Um, it basically, we put out like a call because all good things in the Scottish drag scene start off with a Google form. Um, we put one of those out. <laughs> that is how I got this job. My Google form. Google form. Yeah, we're looking for baristas here. Um, fill out the form and we'll be in touch. Mm-hmm. Yep, I had to know my star sign, um, where my sun and moon were. Um, I had to check I wasn't in retrograde, which was good. It was very <laughs> yeah, expansive. They, you know, the name of my firstborn they, child, everything. They had they had slots available. You know, it's um, ten pound per cup of coffee made, including tips. Uh, it's like a good, <laughs> it's a good gig. That would be fucking there. amazing. Um, I'm paid minimum wage for twenty five hour shifts. It's honestly unreal. I mean, when they open the West End branch, you know, that'll pick up a bit. Um, but no, it started off the Google form, um, and people applied in their 10s and 11s. Um, oh. And we went, my kind of vibe for it was, you know, like quite a few people applied who had already performed at Infectious. And my kind of thing was, I want to, like, and I think everyone wants this when they start out, they just want a platform to show what they can do and show themselves off. Um, in the most like kind of versatile but all-encompassing way as well. So I thought, okay, I wanted to do that. So we got um, we got eight people in, and basically it started off as like a lip sync tournament. Um, there was four lip syncs. Then the four went through their solo performances, and then that was whittled down to three. They did a final lip sync, and the winner got a cash prize and what would have been like a performance slot at a future show. But then COVID came along, and that kind of popped down. But as I say, it was like a really diverse lineup of contestants and you know the judges panel we had was just excellent it's three very different performers and voices in the community given like really well thought out critiques and sort of constructive criticism which i think everyone needs to really kind of flourish as a, as a drag performer you just need like good solid constructive advice from your peers yeah you know sometimes you just need someone to actually critique you and tell you what you're doing wrong um for me, that's a lot of things. I'm, I'm not good at this job. I like, I mean, like my competition <laughs> for employee of the month is a girl made of paper mache. So, you know, <laughs> not doing great. <laughs> Her and like the, the janitor, but that's about it. Like. <laughs> but we don't have a janitor. I do, I do both, you know? So I'm technically pulling doubles every day, but, you know. Well, all encompassing, we stand a workhorse, especially in the, the hospitality industry. I have worked on some horses before. That was a weird barista gig. <laughs> uh, anyway. That, that coffee shop at Epcot was wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what, you've done drag for how long? Um, it's coming up in about four years. Four years in April since I first performed. Wow. That's like five babies worth. 
Yeah, Boris Johnson's had three kids in that time. Mm-hmm. And all with different and he, can't, and he can't remember any of their names. It's quite spectacular. So, what is something you are known for, having done drag for, um, such-, for such a long time? Yeah, I think probably the way that I can sort of like blend like typical West Coast Scottish humour with... Um, I thought you were going to say your makeup there. No, I'm not going to. My makeup I'm known for, but not for the right reasons. Um, I'm known for the way that I can blend humour with sort of with theatre and with like my stage presence and um, how I can kind of fuse that with like a slightly socio-political edge. I'd like to say, you know, I'm quite when I do my stand-up sets, I'm quite outspoken about like the state of the world and like the political situation that we're living in right now and sort of like the challenges that sort of minorities face you know like trans people and people of color and things like that i'm quite outspoken about that i'm also outspoken about frankly pointless things like middle-aged women who complain and um the, show the weather you know BBC. the show pointless and bbc and um the weather you know i can rattle off a good set about the weather if um if paid so <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you the weather for money Yes. You can see the roadside <laughs> Sh- now. Sean Batty has got nothing on me. So what is something you wish other people knew about you? That they can speak to me. Um, I think I think sometimes I maybe give off like a bit of a vibe that people feel like they can't talk to me. Um, but yeah, I was in the spoken area of a well-known Glasgow club and um, someone came up to me and asked me for my lighter and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, I was in full drag as well, so I was kind of like, yeah, sure. And, going, and they were like, thank you. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Have a good night. And then two minutes later, they came back up to me like, do you know what your problem is as a drag queen? You're fucking unapproachable. I was like, I just gave you my lighter. Do you want my fucking kidney as well? Like, I don't owe you shit. Just oh. you feeling... and, and like, but that, you're but that is like, That's like offering someone a job if you give them a lighter. Yeah, like, I have to trust you to give you my lighter. But, no, I think, like, I, I sometimes worry that people might think I'd you know, take myself too seriously or whatever. I am actually quite a nice person, so come and speak to me if you see me in a pub, especially if I'm drinking alone. So, what are some of your interests outside of drag, other than um, smoking and chicken nuggets? <laughs> that's it, really. That's my only. That's my only outlook in life. No, um, I quite like. You know, I studied English at uni, so I quite like reading for fun, um, and not in the way that drag queens do. I mean, actually picking up a book and reading. Um, I like, you know, I've recently got a PS4, so I like, you know, playing games, going on and shooting people, it's fun. Um, I'm a big wrestling fan, I will spend hours in a day watching wrestling shows if I can possibly, um, if I can fit that into my day, you know, it's, I've got quite a, quite an interesting, I like just sort of like meeting new people as well, like socialising, I'm quite good at that, you know, I was known at uni for organising socials um, in a society that I was in, so I quite like just getting to know people and getting to um, find out what makes them tick. And I also really like drinking, which the two kind of go in hand with. <laughs> I'm yep. known for my drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, drag, wrestling and drinking. It's a good combination, just don't do all three of them at the same time, because there are some side effects. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't drink and drag. Well, that was really interesting and informative, and you have proven all the stereotypes about Kilmarnock correct. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> you know, if you want, we can actually put a chicken nugget um, in the coffee for you if you want. No, no, that's fine. I've got a spare supply in my bag. I can just 
take them out and dip them in, you know, it'll be, be fine. But I'm glad that I've, you know, any stereotype that exists about people from Kilmarnock, I just want you to know I'm here to reinforce them. That's great to know. Um, I'll just let Chef know um, you don't want a chicken nugget, um, and we'll get your drink right out there. He heard your accent from, like, all the way in the back, so he instantly went That's to my... McDonald's, so, you know, at least, you know, he'll have something to eat. Yeah, because it's my cousin. That's fine. All right, John. All right. <laughs> 